the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, it's John Bedell, it's Rex Gardecki, and it's you here for Flyer Feedback. And uh, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, we were talking during the break. We're just running out of things to say at this point. Um, I feel like it's Groundhog Day. That we've been here in the worst for kind of way. Seventy-two hours. God Almighty! The Ordayton Flyers have just lost a third straight bye game at home. You drop to sub two hundred UMass Lowell. You drop to sub two hundred Lipscomb, and today you drop for get ready for it sub three hundred Austin P. Uh, Rex, three terrible, inexcusable losses, and. Let's just call a spade a spade right now. This team, it's just a bad team right now, Rex. They're not playing well. No, they're not playing well. And they tried to change some things up, I thought, to get the energy of the team going in the first half. They started to pick up pressure. It seemed to help in certain situations. But when you don't practice that a long period of time, you're going to give up some easy baskets. And that's what happened in the second half. Um, I don't go along with the philosophy that they're, they're tired or they're worn out. I mean, some of these kids are 19 years old. You know, we play for days and never get tired. So I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I, I think it's just things they do in certain times. And, again, like Larry and Keith said, when you get outscored in the last three minutes, like 14 to 2, and we go uh, get one field goal, the amazing factor is we go 3 of 21 from three-point line, and Kobe Bray yeah. is making two of those. So that's one of 17 from the other guys. It's either that you're, you're not a good shooter or you shouldn't be shooting those shots, and that's the situation. Coach Donner used to say, after like five or six games, if you're a 40% shooter, that's what you're going to be for the season. And I think that's what we're going to have to find out with this team, who should be shooting and who should not be shooting. It looked, Rex, like they were starting to pull the nose up on the season at halftime they were up eight their first time they had a lead at the break all season i know it's we're only four games in here but it's the first time they had a halftime lead dayton's lead was as much as 12 at one point in the second half and rex the last the final three minutes the governors rip off a 14-3 run to close the game and the only points dayton mustered in that final three minutes was a three-pointer from kobe elvis that rex was window dressings i mean you talk about the stinkiest of garbage times, that's when Elvis hits that three. It's window dressings at that point. Yeah, it's just uh, it's sort of hard to believe. I mean, you know, as we were saying a few minutes ago, it's like the boat's leaking, and you look at one of the holes starting to come through, and it's coming through the other spot. And um, I believe in Anthony. I believe that, you know, it's, it's just going to take time, and I know people don't want to hear that. Uh, and a lot of the philosophies offensively, that's it's keys, your offer reads and stuff, and some of the kids are still not re- realizing that. But defensively, you know, to give up 87 points, I know we pressured the ball and we gave up some easy shots, but we score 81. We should win scoring 81 points, John. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, and especially, yeah, like at home, Rex, anywhere you're playing, like you said, 81 is enough to win a game. Um, they tried changing some things up today. You could see at least in the first half that there had been some discussions this week about the level of intensity that's required at this level. They were not settling for threes. They seemed to be attacking, as Keith Walskowski pointed out on the broadcast, on the offensive end. They were moving downhill a little more. They were up more aggressive. They were attacking on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you had some bright spots. Musa Soko, of all people, yep. leading score at the break with a career high 12 at that point for him 
Um, but Rex, after they got up 12, it just it just fell to pieces. The, the last time this program won, lost three straight home games, I believe, was during the eventual Elite Eight run season in 2014, where that Archie Miller team had that dreadful January, that awful start to the A-10, before they turned the page to February and sort of beating everybody not named St. Joe's between turning the calendar to February and, and Florida in the Elite Eight. Rex, I don't know. I'd have to look up. I don't know off the top of my head the last time this program has lost three straight non-conference games at home. I mean, it's it's had to have been a minute since that happened. I cannot think the last time that's happened off the top of my head. No, I've been around here for almost 50 years, and I don't remember, John. I mean, I know there's been some dire times, the Jim O'Brien area there, but um, it's just a, it's a tough loss, especially now when going going to Florida. And this is when, you know, the coaches get paid the big bucks because, you know, the teams are going to start witching each other and pulling each other and saying, okay, it's your fault or your fault. And that's what this team does not need right, right now. They need for someone on this group to say, this is it. And I said this the other night that, you know, this is going to have to stop and we're going to have to make certain stops in certain ways. And we just are not mature enough, I don't think, physically and mentally at this time to do it. And you mentioned, Rex, this team right now is like a leaky boat. you got holes all over the place. I mean, Rex, right now, this team, for all its problems, is leaking like a darn sieve. Um, and, and, and Larry said during the broadcast, this is a Dayton team that needed and now continues to need a win in the worst possible way. I mean, I was thinking they're up eight at the break. They're up 12 at one point during the second half. I'm thinking, well, we're going to talk about after the game, Rex. And I'm thinking, okay, winning right. is for – for teams in sports, winning is a heck of a deodorant. Right. Now, not to say that anyone, anybody would have uh, confused this Austin P potential win as a resume win because it would not have been. But this is a Dayton team, Rex, that needs a win in the worst way and just needs to get up off the schneid and get some positive mojo going right. here because the vibes around this team, Rex, they weren't good before tonight, and they're no better now. This is... It's just, it's not, it's not good. I know, Dayton fan, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know, listener. But, man, is it. It's tough yeah. right now, Rex. Yeah, I mean, going in, I'm thinking, boy, if we could get their second win and go on the road. You know, two and two seconds sounds so-so, but one, one and three sounds a lot worse when it comes to that. So those are things that, you know, we've got a couple days. Coach has got to prepare for uh, Orlando for the tournament. Um, you got three games down there in a matter of like four days, so this is going to be a come to Jesus time uh, for these for these twelve young men. Uh, I thought I was impressed a little bit. Lynn Greer came in and got some minutes tonight and was able to score. Uh, Moo again is doing all that Moo can do. You know, yeah. he's he's rebounding. He's playing good, solid defense. Uh, we're just. It seems like you say when we get a 12-point lead, that's when you've got to make it 14, stretch it out, or get it to 16. You know, you can't let it get down to 8, all down to 7, down to 6. That's when you've got to bury the dagger in the team and just go to possession by possession and get good shots, and we just do not, not do that. It's hard to see right now, Rex, because of the three-game stretch we've just been through. You hope that we'll ride the wave this season. In other words, it'll start to swing back up a little bit now after this what has to be, my God. How, how can it get much worse than this? The low point of the season. You lose to two, two, two sub-200 teams and now a sub-300 team three games in a row. But to look out, Rex, at the rest of the schedule, this is a point I've made the last couple nights we've been on the show, is that there are so much better teams than UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P 
on this schedule. I can't help but look ahead and think, my God, if they don't get things figured out, it's going to get. <laughs> if you can't handle the likes of these three teams, Rex, you know, forget the A-10 schedule. How are you going to handle when you go to Florida and Vatek and Ole Miss and SMU? And not to mention once your A-10 slate starts. Yeah, it's tough. Man. It's a tough time right now, John, and we're just going to all have to just take a deep breath here. And um, I'm sure the coaches, you know, they're w working long hours and trying to figure this thing out. And at this point, you know, he, he changed the lineup today, tried to make some different things. He started pressuring the ball, thought that would help. It did in certain, certain points in the game, but there comes a time when all of a sudden you see that it starts to change. Uh, when you miss a, a three, and it leads to transition for the other team, or you, you miss a layup or you foul somebody, it's just, you know, you don't think about those kinds of things. And, you know, two technical fouls. Yeah. You know, you think yeah. about certain times like that, and uh, those are just inexcusable. You can't, you can't do those things in today's game. So I, I, the effort was there offensively, but it just, again, was not there defensively. We just, we've got to make better stops. We can't be letting teams like this score 87 no. points a game. No, and that's the thing, Rex, is that, you know, even, even though they're up 12 at one point in the second half, basketball is a game of runs. Austin P is going to make a run. Okay, fine. But then you get to that final three minutes, and I still look at this team, Rex, and think, where is the counterpunch when you're getting just raked over the coals 14-3 to three in that final three minutes? Where is the fire in the belly and the counterpunch from this team when they, when they start taking haymakers like that down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, we were in the double bonus with like five minutes to go. And that's when it seems like if you can get the ball inside and get some easy baskets, um, we just didn't do it. We shot some ill-fatal threes that, that cost us some situations. You know, when you're shooting two free throws with five minutes to go, you've got to get to the line. And this team really is a good free throw shooting team. But we just weren't, aren't strong enough physically to, to get in there and do that. And, and uh, you know, Moose, Moose trying. He's limited some of the offensive skills he can do. Uh, De'Ron Holmes is just, you know, it's, it's tough for him. He played high school basketball last year. You know, he's probably 185, 190 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. You know, he's going against men that are, you know, 7 foot, 240, 250 pounds. So, you know, we'll just have to have to figure this out here in the next 72 or four or 72 and 96 hours before we play again. Yep. It's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Rex Gardecki and you here for Flyer Feedback as we await the live postgame comments of head coach Anthony Grant. He will eventually join Larry live on Blackburn Court after this 87-81 loss that drops the Dayton Flyers to 1-3 and three on the year, their third straight loss at home as they get ready now to head to the ESPN in, uh, Events Invitational next week in Orlando. They'll start with the Miami Hurricanes, Rex, and you know you could see what Anthony had tinkered with a little bit as they, you mentioned, they roll out with the pressure a little more today. I mean, if you're You've coached Rex. Do you do you stick with that? I don't against I don't, Miami. What do you, what do you do now? Back at the drawing board. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that against a team like Miami that sees that that type of pressure in the ACC. Um, not knowing a lot of the talent because teams have just you know so many kids have gone in the transfer portal. You don't know who who do they have and who they don't have. I really haven't followed Miami's schedule to see what they've done, but they're well coached. They're they're a team that sees a lot. And, you know, they're playing Duke. They're playing North Carolina. They're playing North Carolina State. And Coach Larinago, he's coached for years, so he understands that. And that's so I don't think the pressure will really bother them. We're just going to have to be ready to prepare against a, a lot more physical team that really than we've seen in the last five or six games. Right. Well, and just the size, too. I mean, you can see it. Uh, 
covering a league like the A-10, it really jumps out at you, uh, particularly in the NCAA tournament racks when you get the first four here. Those power five teams, the physicality and the size, it almost looks like a different sport yeah. at times. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, they're, uh, recruit they're recruiting at a different level along those lines. And like I said, uh, you know, not being able to handle two, two sub-200 teams and one sub-300 team, you wonder what are they going to do uh, on Thursday against Miami because it is uh, – they're, they're 90 in the Ken Palm rankings for perspective are the Miami Hurricanes. So you got a top 100 team after you just laid three eggs against uh, UMass, Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. But, I mean, it, it, we've said it the last couple games, and it just continues, Rex. This team just has – it's the come-to-Jesus moment again. It's the soul-searching, whatever it is. They've, they've got to change something because what they're doing right now is just – it's not acceptable. It's not working. It's not acceptable. No. And we used, uh, I think, 10 or 12 scholarship players. Um, you know, you're using everybody you can along those lines. We've just got to eliminate stupid little turnovers, fouling in the wrong times, and uh, just correct those type of errors. And I guess tonight it will be one of those where the coaches are looking at film, trying to figure out where do we go from here. They'll probably be off tomorrow and then start back Monday and then get ready for uh, the tournament in Orlando. So, you know, you've got some time to correct some of these errors, but you just hope that this team can stay together. And I've been around teams that, boy, when losing it becomes contagious and it is not fun. You know, you've got to find someone that's able to take them by the lead and say, you know, we're going to have to change this and, and do the right thing. So... That's going to be on the players right now. It's not on the coaches because they're the ones out there playing. Anthony can do all he wants, Ricardo, Darren, and other, other assistant coaches, but they're the ones out there that are making the plays, so they have to correct it. Yeah, it's been a rough stretch. And as uh, Rex Gardecki and Jarvis Landry on Hard Knocks will tell you, losing is <laughs> contagious, and it's got to stop, Rex. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not fun. So. No, and it's, it's, you know, it, it's where this team, you know, it can go – I mean, how does it go, Rex? When you've got a team like that, when they're – and that can what, – what losing like this can do to your psyche, it's – you know, where can a team go? One of two ways with that? How does – you know. Yeah, it's, it's hard because once, once, once you get that taste of that losing and then in the back of your mind you're always thinking, oh, God, what if I don't make this shot or what if I make this bad pass? And then, you know, things get tighter for the players. And kids today, they've got to, they've got to play loose. It's, it's got to be an offensive style. You know, you, you look at the pro style, it's just score, score, score. You know, you, you can't hold, you can't, you can't go any other way. So that's what this team has to do. I mean, it's encouraging to score 81 points. I mean, that's, you right. know, when we've been sitting on 50 or 52 points. Right. So I looked at halftime, I got, we almost had as many points in that first half that we had the last couple of games. So yeah. that's the encouraging part. Now, the you know, the defense has to start picking stuff up. Well, like we said, the first three games, it's not like, they were a low-scoring team. It's not like that's their identity. Like, St. Louis is the team we threw out as the example. Right. St. Louis traditionally, the last few years under Travis Ford, they're low-scoring, but that's how they want to play. They're not terribly efficient offensively, uh, but they'll, they'll beat the hell out of you on right. the defensive end of the floor. And they're built to win rock fights like that, to win ugly. That's their style of play. Yep. This Dayton team wasn't really offensively or defensively efficient the last three games. Well, now, Rex, they finally score the ball they score 81 but then the defensive effort is just not there and they give up 87 so it's like well, yeah. you can't win for losing no when you look at the last three minutes of the game and you get outscored i think it's 14 or 15 to one is that just it just can't happen you've got to take you've got to take unbelievable good good shots take care of the possessions and 
as I've always thought, if you have more possessions than the other team hands, you're going to probably win. Yep. And I think maybe when you look at the shots uh, per possession in the last couple games, it's not been good. We did that, but we just could not make the stop when we really needed to. You really need to dig in and say, you know, we're, we're going to stop somebody. And, again, we did not do it tonight. Did not. Dayton a loser, 87-81. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this? You're about to find out. He's live with Larry Hansen on the other side of this break right here on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena. Dayton falling to Austin P. 87-81. We're joined by Coach Anthony Grant. And, and Coach, it was a, a back-and-forth ball game, uh, especially in, in the second half. And, uh, you know, this is the last four minutes. Couldn't convert at the offensive end and then couldn't get the stops you needed at the defensive end. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. You know, I just saw the, the last four minutes there. We had a five-point lead with, with, I think, right under four minutes to play. And they, they closed the game on a 14-3 to run. You know, we had two turnovers, two missed layups, um, you know, uh, tough contested two and an air ball three, you know, in terms of the last possessions there. And they came down and they were able to get a transition three, a uh, couple of layups. Uh, we fouled a three-point shooter on a three-point shot. Uh, they get a runner in the lane off, off the press. So... A lot of self-inflicted wounds down the stretch, you know, and, and obviously, um, you know, the difference in the game there from that standpoint, having a five-point lead, got to be able to close better, you know. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll, we'll uh, see where we need to make some adjustments. I think there were some things today that I saw that were positive. Obviously, the results at the end of the day are what, what sticks with you. But, uh, you know, we just got to find a way to put, put these guys in a position where they begin to understand uh, how to play to their strengths. You know, and it's, it's evident right now in four games that, that, you know, we have guys out there that just don't understand, you know, what their strengths are as a team and, and, or individually and how, they're, how their strengths, uh, if we can get them to figure out how to play their roles and, and stay in their roles, uh, that the team can be better. We, so it's, it's, we've we got we to gotta, gotta figure it out. You kind of jumpstart the game and maybe jumpstart the guys. That you, you came out, you, you, you pressured, and you, you made a concerted effort. I, I thought Dayton was in the, the, an attack mode, really, for most of this game at, at both ends of the court. Well, I think we have to be. You know, like, like we, we have a difficult time when the game slows down, you know, uh, on the offensive end, manufacturing offense right now, just because we, we, we have to understand our roles better. We have to understand the importance of execution, the importance of details, right, and uh, – we're struggling with that now defensively. Um, you know, I, I think it gave us a chance to, to, to try to pick up the tempo, to get in transition. You know, we, uh, you know with, with all the struggles that we had shooting the ball today, uh, I think on two-point field goals, we, we shot 67%. We got to the free throw line 27 times, made 20 of them. You know, but, you know, we still elect to take uh, an unnecessary uh, amount of, of contested or tough threes or even, you know, some guys with open threes. So we, we just got to understand better, you know, scoring 81 points. Our, our defense needs to get better to win. You know, some of it was coming out of the press that they got opportunities to get easy baskets. You're going to do that with the style of play, but I think the ability to kind of play faster and especially with the youth, uh, try to get them to understand how to play in transition and play a little bit more freer. Uh, you know, but with that freedom, you know, what's the saying? Freedom comes responsibility. And, uh, 
you know, right now we're, we're, we're not, we're not uh, accountable enough to ourselves and our teammates and, and each other. We, we have to improve there. It's kind of a, a natural break in the schedule now before you go to Orlando and, and, and obviously a chance to, to hit the reset mark and address all those things you talked about in, in getting guys to say, okay, here's who I am as a basketball player. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. You know, we, we've shown film, you know, and uh, so we just got to continue uh, to pound the stone, you know, and got to continue to pound it and 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 then pound it some more until we can, we can understand it and accept it and realize, okay, this is, this is what allows me as a basketball player to become the best version of myself. It allows me to, to understand uh, what it takes to try to win. And at the end of the day, the most important thing is to help my teammates out there to try to be successful. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. All right, that wraps it up here. And again, Dayton next in action on Thanksgiving Day, a noon game against Miami at the ESPN Invitational, Events Invitational down in Orlando. That'll wrap it up here courtside. On behalf of our engineer producer today, uh, Alex Schilling, with a big help from uh, Chris Hartley as well. Uh, back at our studios, uh, Jake McNada, your halftime host, John Tisdall, and, of course, my partner tonight filling in for the legend, Bucky, Keith Wallacekowski. And, again, our final score was Austin P87, Dayton 81. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Dayton a loser. 87-81. The Austin P. Governors leaving UD Arena with that buy game check and a six-point win as Dayton drops to 1-3 and three on the year. The vibes around this team are just not good. It's John Bedell, it's Rex Gardecki, and it's you for Flyer feedback. Tom is in Kettering. He's at the Bud Light mic. Tom, what you got? Gentlemen. Yeah, I got you. Uh, um, you know, I, I, look, I looked up. Uh, Mick, Mickey lost at, at one point. 
seven out of eight. Don Hurd, for perspective. Okay. Yeah, Nick. Yes. So, so anyways, I for thought we, we, you know, we played a lot better this today than we have all year in spurts, and, and unfortunately, you know, we we uh, had a, we're playing a rather uh, uh, mature team that uh, knew what to do, and, and so. You know that always won't be that won't always be the case, but uh, uh, you know it's just I think you just uh, take a few inches back from the ledge and things will get better. Well, we hope so, Tom. There's only it can only go up from here, right? After this, two two sub two hundred and and one three uh, one sub three hundred uh, loss in a row, three bye games in a row. Uh, Rex also had a question about Zim Wokeji because he has not played yet this season. The most specific Anthony Grant has gotten about uh, what he's dealing with is an upper body injury, and the mo- second most recent update he's given, the most recent update since then, is that Zim has not been cleared yet for contact drills. So take that for what it yeah. is. Yeah, you read into that, and then just, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty apparent, I think. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in. I don't know, but when you when you look at those, I mean, the read between the tea leaves is potentially Rex. Is he in some sort of... You know, right. concussion protocol, we don't know. But yeah. when he says upper body injury and he hasn't been cleared for contact drills yet, you think that could be what's going on. But so, but we'll see with Zim. And, yeah. and, and he would help Rex. Yes. He would certainly help. He's a guy who played significant minutes. Right. Um, but also Zim Wakeji coming back is not going to be a magic bullet for this team. No. Their problems are far greater than missing just one guy. Yeah, when you're not practicing, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to get back in the flow of it. And now the Zim hasn't practiced really for probably about seven days or eight yeah. days. It's going to take him. It's going to take him some time to get in the flow of it. So yeah, he's not going to be the answer, but it gives us another body that can gives it and score. So we're, you know, just pray that he's all right and uh, he gets back and ready to play for us. Dayton Flyers right now they are not all right. They got some soul searching to do. One more time, that's going to do it for us. Dayton the loser, 87-81 to Austin P. So we will talk to you on Thanksgiving Day for Dayton and Miami. Until then, from my partner tonight, former Flyer Rex Kardecki. I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.